1: Welcome to the Post Game Podcast with Jerry in uh, Ohio, I think, yeah, with Rutgers. I've got Eddie Scizari with me today. Good morning, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Hello, podcast people. Well, uh, we've got our uh, trip to Vegas coming up uh, in a couple weeks. I think I looked at it, I think it's five weeks away.
2: Five weeks, yes.
1: So I booked my uh, dog for the dog hotel for like, mm-hmm. legitimately, It's it's got to be like eight nights, nine
2: days. You're going to drop her off Saturday. The 3rd.
1: No, I'm going to drop her off Sunday just because oh, I are. think I could get her there in the morning. Okay. Uh, and then pick her up Monday afternoon okay. the following week when we get yes, back. Yes,
2: on the 11th.
1: Yeah. And this is a really nice place, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling very terrible about having to drop her off mm-hmm. in that uh, for that amount of time. Yeah, Because I feel like she's going to feel like I abandon her.
2: Well, she uh, probably will not be overly enthused about yeah. it i would guess but i don't think they uh feel the passage of time like we do so why
1: wouldn't they though like why why do you think animals don't feel the passage of time
2: well they it, it it's just the the cognitive ability
1: like people always say oh if i um if i come home from work after being gone for nine to ten hours my dog's my dog is excited and if I take the garbage out and come back, my dog is also excited.
2: Yes, I've found that to be true
1: right but do, but I think in the second case, the dog's excited that you didn't leave them for 10 hours.
2: perhaps And if my dogs because I'll leave the front door open like so they can see out the screen yeah so if they can see me, then it's not as much. But if I say go to the gas station and come back, it's like I've been gone for some time.
1: But do you think that's in the dog's head, it's the the same, that they feel like the same amount of time has passed as if you were at work all day or just ran up to the gas station?
2: I do. You do. At at times. But then also, they are aware of time in a certain sense, because my wife will tell me that my dog, well, the one dog, Raymond, uh, he kind of knows when I'm going to be coming home. He does. And, you know, it's usually about the same time every day. So they are aware of things. And they know, certainly, they know when it's getting near dinner time, mm-hmm. they follow that. And so there's, But the, like the passage of time and the boredom aspect that humans uh, get, I, I don't know if dogs have that. I mean, I'm not a, a dog psychologist or psychiatrist, so I, I don't know for sure just as a dog owner for many years. Well,
1: that's the thing. We'll never know for sure, right?
2: Well, um, like a dog psychologist isn't going to really know that. Yeah. I mean, I guess we would have to get to the point where, you know, if we have these, uh, AI interfaces in human brains and, you know, reading thoughts and all that, if we could develop that for other animals, perhaps then we might be able to Get some idea. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know how it would be done.
1: Yeah. How would we know that? That's the right. That's the thing.
2: Unless you're a Dr. Doolittle.
1: That person talked to. Uh,
2: oh, you don't remember the movie?
1: I remember there was an Eddie Murphy one, yeah, which that might was have been remake. the remake.
2: Yeah. You know, he could talk. He could, talk, he could talk, to, talk to dogs. Talk to the animals. It was all songs.
1: Yeah. I mean, them. I wish we could at at this point oh, because yeah. there, you know, I leave my dog when I come here to work, as you do. Mm-hmm. Then I come home and I. Take my dog on a nice walk. Mm-hmm. Then I have some lunch. Then the dog's just laying there, like I did this all day today. Well, yeah. When's the next walk? And then yeah. I feel guilty, and I go for another walk. Right. And then I'm constantly walking because I feel like the guilt of leaving a dog for nine hours
2: mm-hmm.
1: makes me feel guilty that the dog's just been laying here. Yes. Even though I know she likes it, it's a different experience when someone's in the house. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like, oh, at least, but I'll do things I like got, if I am gone all day here at work and I get home and then Gina will be like, oh, we should go to the store. but No. Like, I feel like, no, I've left the dog all day. Mm-hmm. I can't leave her. I don't want to leave her. again Right.
2: And, and the dogs will play. Look, I have multiple dogs. So they'll sort of play with each other and run around the backyard, you know, because my wife is home. So it's not the sim- uh, not exact situation. So, um, a lot of their time is lying around. Yeah. Uh and I guess I don't know if in, in nature if that would be the a lot of their day. Um I know supposedly dogs and cats sleep eighteen or nineteen hours a day. I don't know if that's just domestic dogs and cats, if that extends to wild species of dogs and cats. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Like if we had if we had a big yard full of dogs. Mm-hmm. Would they sleep all day, or would they be diving on each other? I would think
2: there would be some of them that would be playing all the time, like at least a, like. But then I think also there will be times when they're mostly at rest. But what percentage of that I don't know, and I, I know Peta gets um, upset with working dogs, even for you know oh, really? blind people. They think that's not right. Uh, it's against the animal's rights, but. I would argue that uh, a seeing eye dog, uh, a guide dog, they're with their person all day. And that is not usual for most pets. Even if the the person is home, they're not like right by their side the whole time. Right. But when a blind person goes out, that's the case. Now, granted, they are working and maybe they're up and alert and awake more than they would normally be if they weren't guiding someone. But still, they have that. Um, they have their person with them all day. So there is certainly a benefit to that.
1: Yes, I would agree with
2: that. And I had, I remember, I was, I, somebody from PETA reached out to me we were talking about this once. Really? And I had a, a little back and forth with that person. We kind of agreed to disagree when I brought up the whole dogs and man 30,000 years and sort of domesticated each other, evolved together, that whole thing. So I think... Dogs amongst all domesticated animals are are unique in the relationship with with man. As opposed to horses and cattle and sheep and pigs and chickens and even cats.
1: You know how I've uh changed my outlook on pit bulls. Yes. Like I used to really sure. hate pit bulls. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't go near a pit bull. Mm-hmm. None of that stuff. Ooh, The internet has softened Mm -hmm. my pit bullness. You know, I see lots of videos of nice pit bulls Mm -hmm. and all these things. And occasionally there's one that really gets me. And there was one, uh, there was a uh, a pit bull that was in a yard, a front yard. Mm -hmm. And people would avoid that side of the street Mm -hmm. because the pit bull. And the owner wrote a sign that said, my dog is very friendly and loves people and would like you all to come say hello to her. So people started doing that. The dog was so happy. Mm-hmm. But it also got me thinking, like, just in walking a dog. Like, I know my dog is a larger dog for walking a dog compared to, like, there's a lot of people with really small dogs. Yes. So anytime I'm walking my dog and there's another dog coming down the street, mm-hmm. for the most part, people go the other way. Mm-hmm. And I know that happens to pit bulls. Even if you're walking, like I'm walking a, 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 a bigger-sized dog, mm-hmm. when I see somebody walking a pit ball, I don't go the other way. I'll see, just like with any other dog, does this dog seem friendly? Does it want to interact with other dogs? But I imagine that for pit the pit bulls themselves or the owners, people are always running the other way. hmm You
2: know, and I did yeah.
1: like, oh, man, these dogs don't get to interact with other dogs. Not as much, no. Or because the people are like,
2: I'm mm, messing or, with no pit bull. Yeah, or if they go to the dog park. You yeah. Know, it's, yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah. And I know with my Raymond, who is part pit bull and kind of looks a little pity, he, I avoid other dogs If I can, just because Raymond on leash is very like, I don't want to say aggressive, but he like his hackles go up and he's like doing the whole little bit of not a vicious growl, but growling and he'll start jumping and pirouetting and it's hard for me to control him. So, cause he, unfortunately we got him during the pandemic. So when he was walking and when he was in his formative months, uh, in his behavior, did not because you know you didn't go near people. Oh right. So you didn't react. You didn't. So he, you know, sort of got in his head that whole avoidance thing. But you, off leash in our yard or in another person's yard, granted he'll do the thing. Well, try to be a tough guy, but dogs work that out in like two seconds, you know. And he will. He backs down ninety eight percent of the time. And even if there's a little bit of a standoff. It never gets to biting or anything. They growl and they sort of posture, and then they work it out, and they're fine. But on leash, it's a different story, but obviously you can't walk the dog without the leash. No, That's, you cannot. Unless you have under strict total voice control. But even then, even if the dog is, is like that and you have that control, you never know what could set them off.
1: Right, like my dog with a squirrel.
2: Correct, mine with a forget it. Like you're not. He's he's gone. Yeah, not getting that dog back. Correct.
1: And they get the crazy look in their eye.
2: Yes, correct. And he is a terrier, so he's got that chase drive. Where my labs, and also they came from the Seeing Eye, so they're different temperament perhaps than uh, your normal lab. You know, they just uh, you know friendly and happy and just very calm and not going to be. But but Raymond the half a terrier, he gets all amped up. So I do avoid people, uh, not people, but people with dogs just because I know what he's going to do. And I have tried to work with him. But then again, I've got the one dog, the Cooper, the lab, who's just like, Oh, you know, you've met Cooper. And then I have this other whirling dervish on a choke chain that, you know, and the pointy choke chain, just so I can control him. And I've, you know, it's hard to, to, to do so. You know, if I wish I could have, you know, off-leash interactions, but that's not going to work.
1: Yeah, that's uh, more difficult to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: I would think also like, um, I'm trying to think of dogs where people go the other way. German Shepherd.
2: Yep. Doberman.
1: Doberman.
2: Mm-hmm. Roddy's. Yo yeah. Yeah, because all those dogs are used for suppression by police or for guard dogs.
1: And yet, like, a lab, mm-hmm. people would, if if you like dogs at all, you're going to the lab. Correct. Because you, you don't hear stories about a lab attacking and, somebody. And
2: especially a yellow lab. Yeah. Now, a black, like, when I we had our two, before we got Cooper, we had Harley and Quail, both black labs. And the difference between walking two black dogs and then you add Cooper to the mix, like, with two black dogs, people who are not dog people, and don't know a lab by sight, they're a little wary of seeing that. You add a little yellow lab to that mix. Oh, now it's cute. Yeah. Because now it's a little it's like an Oreo cookie or the thing, and you know, and it's a whole different mindset.
1: Like, yeah. If these were bad dogs, they'd be attacking this blonde one right now. Correct. Uh the the one people the people I do avoid when I'm walking my dog is people who when they see me coming, tighten up their dog's leash. Because even uh, the the dog whisperer would say you're sending energy. That that owner is sending mm-hmm. energy down that leash of trouble ahead, mm-hmm. right? So those people I avoid.
2: Well, and and I am one of those people, and I you're I, the leash I usually try to see it before, like I'll see the dog before Raymond is aware. So I start. You know, I'll give them a lead of the leash. And then as soon oh, start as I, tightening up. I just start, I wrap it around my yeah. arm and shorten it and shorten it. And he's cottoned on now. He knows when I do that, there's a reason. And it's because most likely there's another dog coming and he, then he starts looking for it. So I am sending the message, but I have to do that before he sees it because I know it's going to happen.
1: I also like people, there are other people who love dogs so much. Mm-hmm. That even if a dog is sending the signal, don't come near me, mm-hmm. they'll still go up to the dog. Those yeah. are always funny. Yes. Like a dog's like, raw, raw,
2: raw, raw, and they're like, who's a good boy? Well, Raymond is not like that with people. Now, he's very, he's, he does the jumping and he does the excited thing. And, you know, he's not a l- huge dog, but he's not. He's a, med- a medium-sized dog. And then they'll come up to me, and, that, and now I've got two of them. So I'm trying to control Raymond, and Cooper's just like la 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 la. And so, hey, can I pet your dog? I'll say pet. I say start with the lab, start with this one, <laughs> and then I'll I'll try to get Raymond to just chill out. Yeah, because he will ultimately, if you're standing there talking with someone, he's like, oh, and then he kind of gets bored, and and then he's more approachable. But yeah. unless you're a dog person, Raymond is very intense, and I don't want somebody who's maybe not a dog person and a larger dog person you know to have a negative experience right not that he's going to bite them but he could jump up and hit his head on which is hard on their head or something like that if they bend down and he jumps up and then it's a negative experience for everybody
1: what's weird is how dogs sometimes they'll like there's a there's a pit bull in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. who sometimes my dog and that dog growl at each other Mm mm-hmm Sometimes they're excited to see each other. Other times they are right next to each other, completely ignoring each other. I don't know what the reason is for the different mm-hmm.
2: attitudes. Yeah. I, 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 is the other pit bull female? Yeah. I've noticed sometimes, you know, two females, dogs, sometimes there'll be a little bit of that situation. Yeah. A standoffishness or even outright, hey, you know, I don't like you. Uh, and the least, uh, I, I see it le- least, the least amount of time where they're just like happy and, yeah. and and joyful like Cooper is.
1: Yeah, so it's two female dogs that sometimes are. Mm-hmm. What now, about two can, males?
2: You can also get that with two males depending on your male dog's disposition. Are they neutered? That whole thing.
1: But would you say for the most part male-female is you, a, the best mix to have with he, dogs? He, if they're both fixed, neutered?
2: Uh, in terms of the interaction, yeah. like a random interaction, I I would say yes, yeah, yes, but not no. I don't have any scientific basis for that. Just as a dog owner and dog walker, I I would say that that's the case.
1: This one pit bull that is in town that, that uh, my dog and that dog sometimes like each other, sometimes don't. We met that dog on the first day. The girl got the dog. Mm-hmm. The dog she got the dog from a. Um, a pound in uh, Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. The dog was found on the streets. Mm-hmm. This dog, when I tell you, was the thinnest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was so thin. And now when we see the dog is like a like,
2: like it's filled out like a. Oh pit my ball.
1: gosh, filled out like a pit bull. But she's got all her nipples hanging yeah, out because yeah, yeah, she'd yeah. given birth so many times. Yeah. But it's a, it was cool to see the process of seeing this like frail dog now is the dog it's supposed to right. be, you yes.
2: know? It's very sad when you see that. It's heartbreaking.
1: Do you but... think those dogs, do you think that dog remembers it was in a bad spot or now it's like, um, this is me? Um, Like, do I, they have that memory as their brains?
2: I guess I mean, if they had like a very severe trauma or there was a certain person that, you know, was extremely cruel to them, perhaps that might stick around because I, I yeah. hear stories about... Oh, this dog doesn't like men because she was owned by a man and was beaten or mistreated. Perhaps that's true, and that can last a long time. But I would think after a few years, the dog is just like you know, hey, you know, doesn't have a a strong memory of of that.
1: Yeah, I feel good about myself when I see a dog on the street and the person says, "Uh, oh, this uh, dog doesn't really like people or guys," or mm-hmm. and then it's super friendly to you. I'm like, mm-hmm. look at me. Yeah. I mean, I'm friend to, the dogs, know I'm nice.
2: Well, they can, yeah, they people, you give off a certain vibe. And, you know, if you're not a fearful and, you know, and you're, you have a dog scent on you already, that, that's helpful for sure.
1: That's a good thing, you think? Smelling uh,
2: like a dog? Yeah. For the, yeah. Cause, yeah, I see it all the time. Like when, you know, my dogs do it to other people who own dogs or say they own dogs. And I get it also. They, The the dog scent gets on your your jeans or whatever, and and they can tell.
1: Do you think that dogs are pissed when you come home and you smell like a dog?
2: Not pissed. They're not pissed or or jealous, but they're very, like, You don't think they
1: get jealous? You just think they're like, oh,
2: what's this? Yeah, yeah. There was Uh, a dog uh, around here. Cooper gets jealous by if if someone comes in and is petting one of the two other dogs, and he wants the attention, and he'll bark for the attention. (laughs) It's the only time he barks. Is for attention. Really? hmm Yeah, he's not an alarm barker or anything like that. Um but yeah, when he wants attention he will he will bark. You know, because there's the other two dogs that are also trying to get pet. Right. And he wants to get all, all the pets.
1: And if you're just one person you can't pet three you, know, not, you could pet three dogs, it's, it's not easy.
2: No, it's not easy.
1: They gotta be running around your legs. Yes. And then you got Right, right. Talk to all the dogs. Yeah, I wonder that with my dog too. Sometimes I see some dogs out on the walk and I'll pet other dogs. I love petting other dogs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, this is my. Do-. then sometimes I feel like I got to pet my dog now.
2: Yeah. No, I, I like if, uh, if that we have the interaction with other dogs, if, you know, if Raymond's being cool or knows the other dog. Um, yeah. I, I don't find it. That's that big a deal if I pet another dog.
1: This Raymond seems like a real tough customer.
2: Uh, yeah. He is, you know, again, you like, when you come into the house, I say, I tell people, I say, the labs are fine. I say you just got to get through about 30 seconds of some craziness. Again, not that he's going to attack you, but as soon as he comes, he's going to tear in. He's going to run the whole length of that house, bounce <laughs> off the couch, run back, try to see what's going on with you, maybe jump up a little. But then I also tell people, don't back away. Be firm, firm voice, and a firm, nice, If when you pet him the first time, right on the neck, strong and that does a lot like a
1: dog man handshake
2: correct correct
1: so you pet the dog on the throat let him know like i could choke you out if i had well to. no
2: just just a nice firm pet oh okay. and then and i always try to tell people when you want to pet their head go underneath first yes because the dog's instinct if you put your hand over their head they're going to raise their their nose up but if you go underneath, pet them underneath that, and then you can work your way up to the top because then they. Why is less, our
1: human instinct to go to the top of the head then?
2: I that's weird. I, I don't know because you're right. It's
1: better to go correct. where they can see you.
2: Right for the like you go you, you, if the dog is a little afraid, you go down on your knee and then sort of hold your hand out, let them sniff, and then sort of yeah. scratch them under their under their chin, and then you can work around to the normal pets.
1: Do you um, think saying "Who's a good boy?" while you do it is helpful?
2: It, I think that not those words exactly you could speak gibberish but if you do it in the same tone mm-hmm. I think that the tone is everything and then they can smell if you're if you're afraid you know they can sense that and if you retreat they will advance that's just an animal thing so you just try to portray confidence and but not that's easy to say but when you've got three you know 60 pound dogs running around yeah. you and you don't not a dog person it's you you know, not everybody can do that.
1: I also wonder too when I'm when I'm out, especially like in the in. Okay, so in the winter, I have gloves on. I'm like, mm, I'll take my gloves off before I pet a dog because yeah. I don't know if a dog knows what gloves are. Yeah, and am right. I going throw the dog off by right. grabbing them with these gloves? And
2: sometimes, like if I were to wear, if it was like freezing cold weather, I'm all bundled up. Yeah, you know, obviously they kind of. If I'm coming in the house and they maybe they can. I don't know how great their sense of smell. If they can smell me that far away, if it's cold, I'm all bundled up. But like you want to take that stuff off so they can see you.
1: Sunglasses as well in the summer. Yes. I try to remove if I'm sure. petting a new dog, especially yeah, so if the new dog looks like it could be trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me let the dog know he can look me in the eyes.
2: Yes. Yeah, all that. Yeah, and you get to know and speak dog language a little bit if you're a dog person. Yeah. And But you have to sort of... And you have to understand, is their tail up or is their tail down? Is it wagging? Are their ears up? What's all the the different signals you can get from a dog? The tail, the hackles, the ears, you know, all those things.
1: What's the, you know what my dog does a lot, especially to smaller dogs? She does the ears up and then she, like. She's bowing up. She's bowing up and looking down on the dog. Yeah. Even just to smell.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, she's just saying, hey. I'm um, the boss? Yeah. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then some little dogs are, are fine. Then other little dogs, like a Jack Russell, they've got balls, with those dogs. Yeah. And they don't. They think they're the, the king.
1: I love approaching a dog that's a wuss dog and just rolls right on its back. That, that's like, Cooper. Rub my belly.
2: Oh, yeah. Cooper. That's great. That's what Cooper Like sometimes, occasionally with Freeman, they want to pet a dog, and I say, hey, start with him. I'll actually drop Cooper's leash, and he'll run over to them, and the next thing you know, he's on the ground yeah. and his belly rub. Right. Because I you know that's not an issue. And then I can control Raymond easier. When I see
1: that, I'm like, my dog's going to dominate your dog right now. Yeah, and Cooper doesn't
2: care. He'll, he'll be fine as long as you are friendly. You know, if he, he just wants to be friends, get along with everybody. Yeah, That's Cooper. Hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Eddie, let's do the warm-up show. Tomorrow's yes. post-game podcast, yes. you'll be here. I want to talk to you about Da Vinci. Okay. The Italian, um, what Inventor, would you call her? painter, Inventor. artist. Yes. Da Vinci and Ancient Aliens. Okay. So Saw a really interesting episode about it. Wanted to talk to you about it, but it's going to be, you know, it'll be the main topic. Alright. So we'll do that tomorrow. Or should
2: I do research? You don't have to
1: do research. Okay. If you'd love to read up on Da Vinci, uh, like a Wikipedia situation, mm-hmm. and make maybe take a lance. Um, but yeah, the ancient alien theory on Da Vinci. Okay. Very interesting. Alright. And until then, see you! See you.